0: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you? I'm really good. Doing great. Uh, We had a good
1: show yesterday with our fine guest who's been on several times. You can introduce him. And when you guys are listening to this, Ryan and I are maybe uh, meeting for the second time ever in the beautiful city of Indianapolis.
0: That's right. As we mentioned yesterday, we are pre-recording this week's episodes. We try not to do that very often, but uh, it's a necessity this week because Matt and I, as you're listening to this, are in Indianapolis checking out this rookie class at the NFL Combine. Uh, but joining us today, though, as he did yesterday, is Curtis Patrick, co owner of RotoViz, host of the RotoViz Fantasy Football Show. Curtis, how are you?
2: Doing great, guys. Glad to be back. Glad to be talking about another position. I always love to talk about wide receivers, obviously, uh, but it is fun to cut up the running backs, especially in a year like this year where there's so much uncertainty.
0: Uh, uncertainty is really the word. Uh, hopefully you listened to yesterday's show. If you did, we talked kind of a wide receiver overview before digging into David Bell as a, uh, as one of the key incoming prospects. We'll do the same thing today for the running back position. We'll talk big picture and then we'll focus on Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. So Curtis, really kind of the same thing I asked you yesterday about the wide receiver position. I don't think the answer will be the same. You loved the wide receiver depth. As you were putting together that that Road of Viz, uh fantasy football rookie guide for this season, what stuck out with the running back class?
2: Man, it sure feels like we get into dart throw territory pretty pretty quickly. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think Brees Hall and his production at a young age in Iowa State. It, you know, in it being a, a program, granted a different. Time in the program than when David Montgomery was there, but we've seen backs from you know the Big Twelve in that program go on to have some success in the NFL despite not being elite prospects, and it kind of feels like that Montgomery year a little bit too uh, at the position. And then you know then of, of course you've got um, you know you've got Kenneth Walker, you've got Isaiah Spiller. Be interested to see how you guys maybe view those two uh, versus one another. And then after that, you either got to take your pick of maybe non Power Five standout. Or a power five guy that's a little on the small side or lacks of production, and so that's that's not really ideal. It's okay uh, for me. It just means it's easier to to call on a wide receiver in my own rookie drafts. But I do think <laughs> it's going to drive the clear uh, the clear high end prospects at least relative to this class at running back all the way up the board. I think it's going to be very difficult to get a running back you feel comfortable with outside maybe the first six or seven picks in a uh, typical one QB draft. And so that will present some challenges, Ryan.
1: See, that scares me a little. It's just that I do think those three kind of stand alone, but I don't think any of them are top 50 prospects in in, in the real draft. And for our purposes, they're going to be driven up as early first round picks and rookie drafts. And you're getting a a third round player in the first round type of thing. I I don't know that it's going to be a good buying opportunity for us dynasty owners.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about that as well. I, th- I think we definitely see it, and, and it could happen with the player we're focusing on today, Kyron Williams. We've seen him in the top 10 or 12 of, of early rankings, and I like the player in a typical year, and, and certainly a, a stacked year like last, uh, last rookie season. I don't think we would see Kyron Williams anywhere near uh, the first round. Um, Curtis, and you kind of hit on it here a little bit, but Hall and Spiller seem to be like the uh, seem to be the consensus top two, and, and I would say Walker is is right behind those guys. Uh, outside of those, who do you uh, who do you like to maybe emerge as a player you're targeting? Not in the first round, but maybe maybe second or third round of rookie drafts, someone you're willing to take a chance on.
2: For me, that answer is very clear. I love Tyler Algier out of uh, out of BYU. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's kind of like a, a James Conner type uh prospect you know we talked earlier this week about david bell where you know hey what kind of doesn't he do well enough to fit in any type of offense i think tyler algiers algier is the type of player that would fit well on any nfl team he can catch a ball a little bit he can get chunk yardage uh he's got that nice size in, in a class that doesn't have a lot of nice size he's got the versatility to stick on a roster even if he's not a day two player because of his uh, experience on the defensive side of the ball, he profiles as an excellent special teamer. So I, I just really you – know, it's kind of crazy we're talking about who do we like at, at running back and we're looking at who profiles well on special teams. That doesn't maybe bode well for, for the class, but <laughs> I find myself very tempted on his profile in the mid-second round uh, and, and I found myself selecting him in our exercises at, at Rotoviz and our mock drafts amongst the owners uh, quite frequently – and so uh, I, I know we're talking Williams today, maybe maybe a little bit different type of, of player for sure than Algier, but mm-hmm. that's the guy I'm interested in in round two of rookie drafts.
0: And what about landing spot? I think in a year like this where the, the, the class certainly lacks depth at the position and, and really it, it, it's weak in depth and it's weak at the top as well. So this, it's like two strikes against the running back class overall. Think about, what, what teams and what landing spots uh, would really get your interest? Because I think that's going to change the value, you know, if it's a Kyron Williams or if it's Algier uh, or, you know, Rashad White or or one of those kind of second, third tier type backs, uh, what landing spot would really get your attention and, and maybe have you considering that player late, late in round one?
2: There's three teams that I've really got circled uh, and they're circled for different reasons. The first is Miami you know, with the, with the new coaching situation down there with Mike oh, McDaniel yeah. down there, uh, I mean, geez, you know, he's really the architect of that running attack for Kyle Shanahan dating back years, uh, all the way back to the, the Washington days. And so, you know, you have to like any, any back that lands there. And there, when you look at the current Miami backfield depth chart, I mean, there's some nice players. I mean, Miles Gaskin was very accomplished college player, actually, that just didn't get the, you know, didn't get the draft capital. And even though he's looked okay, uh, and extended work, he just doesn't feel like the type of player there's going to be any commitment to for uh, for a new head coach. And so I think you'll see you know, a, a one, the, the typical uh, profile uh, hunted in the NFL draft unless they find it in free agency. So the Dolphins are, are one squad I'd be excited about. I'd also be very excited about Atlanta.
1: R- Real quick, the thing about Miami too is I think there's no chance that they don't invest in offensive linemen to boot.
2: Oh, yeah. They're going to do everything they can to make Tua successful. I think that's been made very clear. And so, you know, a running attack that he can lean on and an offensive line to protect him. Both of those go hand in hand, Matt. I agree. Uh, Atlanta would be the next team I'd really be looking at. And that would be a team I'd be pretty excited to see Algier land on uh, with his size. You know, Arthur Smith liking those big backs. He didn't get to run that offense the way he maybe would have preferred. Uh, A good offensive designer will scheme for the players on the roster, but he's still got to think he's got a certain way he would like to do things. And so I'd be very interested on any back that lands in Atlanta. And then Arizona is kind of sneaky, right? I mean, we've got Connor and Edmonds potentially both leaving uh, on an offense that has gotten away from letting Kyler run it in from short yardage. So we've seen in multiple years, back-to-back Kenyon Drake amongst the league leader in rushing touchdowns, James Connor amongst the league leaders in rushing touchdowns. So I think any back landing in Arizona would be very exciting as well.
0: Yeah, really good calls. I, I, uh, I'm watching those three situations closely as well. I know Matt has already said, uh, whoever the running back is in Miami, he wants him on his fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. So he, he agrees with you on that one.
1: I, I like the Atlanta call because I look at Atlanta and think, they might pick first overall next year and have a multitude of problems. And they probably can't address running back super early. But if they get a guy like Algier, like you mentioned, in the fourth round, he could walk right into being a lead guy.
2: Yeah. I mean, it kind of happened with Devontae Freeman uh, a couple years ago, right? Yeah, they yeah. took a, a flyer on a fourth round guy with a kind of a middling profile. And he ends up with a couple RB one seasons. So uh, it feels very similar actually.
0: All right. When we come back, we will talk more about Kyron Williams and what we expect from him as a 2022 NFL rookie. There might be less
1: football being played, but, BetOnline.net has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. I mean, BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds coverage is is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet
0: Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, where Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are joined today by Curtis Patrick from Rotoviz. Uh, if you listened in on yesterday's show, Curtis was sharing his knowledge about David Bell, the wide receiver prospect. Today we're going to get a dose of the same about Kyron Williams. Uh, Kyron Williams from Notre Dame, a junior running back, 21 years old, five foot nine and 199 pounds. Curtis, I'm I'm a little worried about the the weigh-in for Kyron Williams. Uh, maybe maybe as you're listening to this, you already know that information. Uh, but it it's it's a big week for Kyron Williams in Indianapolis.
2: It's definitely a big week, but I think, you know, I I view Williams as a a player who is clearly best suited for committee work. Of course, most teams in the NFL run committees. So that's not really anything. That's not really a strong statement, but I think we also know the difference between an RB two on a team, uh, because you have to have multiple running backs and you have to give guys a breather uh, versus a team that actually desires and schemes to have an early down back and, and a passing down back. And in this class, I think one interesting note on Kyron Williams, he's one of only five backs uh, likely to be drafted uh, that had a market share of receiving yards greater than 10% on his squad. Uh, and uh, amongst uh, those players, only two of them really figure to be uh, high draft picks him and Rashad White. The others are Tyler Batty, uh, Tyler Goodson, and Raheem Blackshear. It's potentially, you know, none of those three players get drafted. So I think that's a nice check mark. If you're going to be light, at least catch the ball well.
1: And he certainly does that, Curtis. I mean, I think there's a a huge gap in terms of NFL usage between a James White, Naheem Hines, and an Austin Eckler. And I'm not implying he can be Austin Eckler. I mean, that's if, if all the world's lined up perfectly. I don't think he gets to that level. But do you think he's closer to an Eckler or closer to a Hines in usage?
2: Um, I would definitely... Put him closer to Hines, and and one tool that I like to use on prospects like this that I'm a little unsure about. We talked about it earlier this week. Is our prospect box score scout over at RotoViz? So if I give in this week class, if I give Kyron Williams late day two draft capital, uh, let's let's say pick eighty. So we're middle of the third round here with a weight of 199 and a 40 of four or five, he looks a lot more like players who get drafted way later than that projection than he does players who get drafted there earlier. His top 3 sims, Jaquiz Rogers, DeAndre Washington and Eno Benjamin, not exactly hmm. uh, an exciting group. He does right, have a right. He does have a couple uh, a couple bright spots in there. You do get the Kamara uh, the Kamara name uh, in there in his top five, but you know Kamara's twenty pounds heavier almost as a prospect. You get Joseph Randall, Buck Allen, Cyrus Gray. Shady is the one name that you get under two hundred pounds that you can be real excited about but i, I don 't think any of us on this on this call think that Kyron Williams is the next Shady McCoy. <laughs> um, the name or Kamara. yeah the, the name yes. that 's interesting is and, and maybe he 's just given up ten pounds but a similar type of player. Would be Duke Johnson who slides in his his top ten. So you know Duke found his way to a couple high end running back two seasons in the right situation where uh, you know volume was driven his way by team situation. I think Kyron's good enough to maybe do that, but I don't think he comes in and steals uh, steals work share uh, from from a better or bigger back.
1: That tool you guys have is awesome, and and I like you bringing up Duke Johnson. But anyone that's owned Duke Johnson is always saying, why does this team give him more touches? Mm-hmm. And coaches don't agree with us fantasy people. He ends up on a new team and yeah, he's frustrating.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. We talked about Kyron Williams' uh, weight here as part of this conversation. I was looking back at his recruiting history. He He was a four-star recruit in 2019, obviously landed at Notre Dame. But, uh, according to 24 seven, he was listed at 205 pounds and, and then listed under that, uh, well, uh, listed under 200, I should say, uh, throughout his career at Notre Dame. So whether he lost weight or, you know, it's, it's always tough to, to trust that that's why the combine does matter so much that we, we get the official measurements on these guys. Uh, but I, I kind of found that interesting. Would love to see him get up, uh, in that 205, 210 range, I think it could potentially change his game. Matt, you've talked about, and we've both talked about, um, Williams' ability to catch the ball. I mean, this he feels like a player just suited to be that third down uh, tight back. What else have you seen in watching him?
1: Yeah, and everybody raves about the kid and his toughness and, sticking his face in against the blitz and trying everything he can to get every yard possible. Um, So those things are great. The intangibles are really strong. But I don't think he's a Naheem Hines type receiving threat in terms of route runner, um, natural hands. And I don't know that he's unbelievably electric either like I mean Shady McCoy is a bad example because it's such a high level but I mean uh, his his highlight runs don't make your jaw drop to where you'd like a a smaller back to be but there's two things with him that I really look at and one of them's really good and one's really bad is Mm. when rookie rookie running backs have a hard time getting on the field it's usually either because of protection or fumbles well he's really good right now in protection really bad with fumbles
0: That's a good point. And I kind of have been thinking about him as a player who I don't want to say guarantee that's that's too uh, too -hmm. strong of a word, but in in a good position has put himself in a good position to have an early role for a team because of that pass protection. And and that's what uh, that's what helps make him a good a, a good third down option or passing down option, because not only can he catch the ball, but he can pass protect as well. But you're right. The, uh, the, the fumbles are as big of a negative as the uh, pass protection is a a plus. When we come back, we'll finish up the conversation on Kyron Williams. We'll talk weaknesses and what his value looks like both in the NFL and in Dynasty Leagues. Hey,
1: everyone. It's a new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Uh, Built Bar is the protein bar that Tastes like a candy bar. Maybe even better. Uh, Built Bar makes it easier to stick with your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike some of the other protein bars that are waxy and chalky or taste like a chemical spill. Uh, You want to eat healthy, but it it just gets so boring. But by like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's all the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, Most Built Bars contain just 130 calories only 4 grams of sugar and 4 net carbs, and 19 or 17 grams of protein. Uh, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen net carbs. So, here's an idea for your new year. Go to your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, in the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary, calorie-filled treats and replace them with built Bars. So, when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Uh, even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious built bar, you can almost always almost count it as a workout in itself. Uh, there's so many flavors to choose from. I mean, peanut butter brownies big in my house, raspberry, coconut almond, salted caramel, mint brownie, ch- cookies and cream. My son kills cookies and cream. Many more. Uh, in fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So go check out built.com often to see what's new. Built.com. So here's what you do go to built.com, use our promo code to get 15% off our order. And your promo code is locked15, locked15, all caps. And that gets you
0: 15% off at built.com. Thanks so much. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when Kate and Marcus continue our rookie profile series. Now make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL quarterback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life in every bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football's prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. We are back. We're talking about Kyron Williams, the Notre Dame running back who is set to enter the league. Uh, Curtis, earlier you said when when using the uh, one of the tools there at Rotaviz that you projected Kyron Williams as a late day two pick. That's exactly where Grinding the mocks has him as well, seventy two overall, the running back four. So uh, that's that's behind, of course, the the big three we've been talking oh. about, Brees Hall. Uh, Isaiah Spiller and Kenneth Walker, the third. So that's, that's good news for uh, Kyron Williams. He is a player who's been trending up um, in, in his dynasty value, or when it comes to dynasty value, 1.11 in our DLF rookie ADP in those one quarterback leagues. He's also the RB four there. Are you taking this guy late in the first round of your rookie drafts? Curtis.
2: No, uh, he's he's more of a mid. <laughs> me neither. Wow, that blew <laughs> he, me away. Yeah, he's he's more of a mid-second guy, and um, I, I he, it's just tough because it's nothing against the player. Uh, it's it's nothing against the player, but I just feel like he's the you got to make excuses for him uh, because he doesn't check enough boxes. And I would rather take a swing on a player that could actually come away as a bell cow in an offense if if things went mm-hmm. well and i just don't think that williams has that in him i think he's a spot starter if there's an injury in front of him and he's never going to be uh, he's never going to be holding down you know the material uh the material portion of backfield share on any squad uh regardless of injury i mean uh w- one uh piece that dave Cabin does in our rookie god series each year is on running back breakaway rush scores. And since 2000, Kyron Williams, despite being a smaller player, you would expect those players sometimes to be the home run hitters, right? Because if you're not going to have the size and you're not going to be a banger, you're probably adding something else. Well, he's a bottom quartile running back since 2000 in terms of breakaway rush scores, which is a, a way of mixing in uh, and assigning value to a player based off of rushes of greater than fifteen yards, twenty, thirty, and forty yards, and fifty yards. So he's just not getting those chunk plays. So really, it kind of just feels like all he's really bringing to the table is the the prospect of maybe being the receiving back on a team, and that's just not enough.
1: It isn't, and you know, as I said, I mean he's running back four, and he's going eleventh overall in rookie drafts, and. And not even mention the top three guys, but Pierce and Algier, who you mentioned, Brian Robinson. I mean, to me, those guys are clearly ahead of them for dynasty. And I'm sure I could come up with 10 to 12 wide receivers very quickly that I would take ahead of him.
2: I think the players that tend to go ahead of him uh, or, or the, the analysts that tend to put him ahead of other players, maybe just watch a lot of Notre Dame football. Um, or just watch a lot of football and maybe, and, yeah. and, and maybe it 's that film grade that it, maybe somebody sees something differently than you do, Matt, because we do know film as valuable as it is. Your eyes are different than my eyes are different than ryan 's eyes, the way that we right, might grade right. a player that 's what makes it so tough and so I will say that Travis May on our team is very high on williams he 's comfortable taking him ahead of that one eleven he was coming off the board as the one nine whenever Travis had that pick in our mocks. No other Rotoviz analyst, though, was taking him before, like, pick 13. And, and I only drafted him one time in our exercises, and it was when he fell to 16.
1: See, like, everyone knows I'm a big Steeler guy. I mean, so I'm not killing this guy. I wouldn't mind if my Steelers grabbed him in the fifth round and complimented Najee Harris. To me, that's what he is. But that's not a first-round dynasty rookie pick to me at all. I think he's a spoke in the wheel. He's a compliment. And somebody you want on your favorite team, but not on my dynasty team.
0: Yeah, looking at that ADP, as I mentioned, Kyron Williams is 11 overall. Jahan Dotson, Wandel Robinson close behind him. I would prefer both of those players personally. Um, you know, Trey McBride, who potentially is the tight end one in the class. I, I think he is uh, He's more in conversation with Kyron Williams as well. And then we're, gon- we're going to see certainly some of these players uh, gain some value as a result of both the combine and the NFL draft, but I mean, we talked about Justin Ross yesterday. He's a guy who could, uh, who could gain some value. Sky Moore, I think, is in that range. Christian Watson got a little hype. Jalen Tolbert. Those are all players that maybe we didn't necessarily know who they were two months ago, but uh, they're going to be risers over the next couple months. And, and I'm not sure we can say the same about Kyron Williams. Uh, Matt. Now that we have just just trashed this guy thoroughly, uh, yeah, can, guy. can you find a yeah. good landing spot where he can make an impact? Oh, uh, a man. team that needs a third down back, and and where maybe Williams makes sense as uh, as an early second round pick in dynasty rookie drafts.
1: I'm scanning my head. Well, here. you you I mentioned mean, Pittsburgh. How about I mean, that's
0: like
1: a, that's the style I'm looking for. Somewhere that there's a clear guy that could use a breather for. 15 snaps a game, something like that. Maybe Seattle. I mean, if even if they bring back Penny, you know, somebody that's different than the normal Seattle banger, you know, it's just a, a curveball type. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm stretching here a little bit. I'm having a hard time. And, again, I, I like the player. Again, I mean, for the NFL, I'd, I'd be very happy if he went to my favorite team. But I'm not seeing – great production week after week.
2: I got a spot. Yeah. How about, okay. How about new England? Um, new England is going to have a different look to their offense yeah. with McDaniels moving on. But when you look at Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, James white is going to be 30 years old. Uh, he's been having trouble staying healthy of late. And and we've seen Belichick uh, with several different offensive coordinators over the years, um, you know, lean on that receiving back. I think that would help Mac Jones, Uh, to have a a player that was a little bit more accomplished out of there. And then you also, you know, we talked uh, Las Vegas as a landing spot uh, for David Bell earlier this week, but what about Las Vegas for the King of calling the running back screen and and Josh McDaniels? I mean, they, they do have Josh Jacobs out there. Who's a great, who's a great uh, pass catcher in his own right, but Kenyon Drake is older uh, also had the injury required surgery this off season. I could see that being uh, a nice spot on a team that should have a better offense. Those are two that come to mind, uh, but I agree. It is. You'd kind of have to squint a little bit, Matt.
1: Yeah. How about Carolina and you hope Christian McCaffrey gets hurt again. <laughs> Don't, how uh, dare if, you? If McCaffrey wasn't <laughs> how there. You say that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's got to get that juju right. out of this out of this thing, man. But Damn. I think uh, you know, I, th- I I think if McCaffrey were not there, if McCaffrey were not there, uh, that would be a, a nice compliment to Chuba Hubbard, who really is just a rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't sure. see him, you know, look too right, re- right. too great. So you know, but again, you're looking for that's kind of the, the the New England situation. You're just looking for a team that doesn't have a pass catcher.
1: Here's one more. How about Houston? hoping they're losing a lot and he gets a lot of second half garbage time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that could work. I, I like, yeah. I like the <laughs> Kurt, Curtis I mean, I'm is not, not excited about this player. We, we should have talked about <laughs> Al- Algier instead. Um, I, I do like the, the Vegas call though. I think that makes sense. They, it seems like they've had that same, that same uh, running back room for really for years now. And uh, although we saw Jacobs uh, catch some passes in college, they clearly don't want to use him that way. you know maybe maybe that changes with uh, with McDaniels in charge now, but uh, you know it's been uh, it's been just the same guys there in as far as backups to um, to Jacobs. So maybe maybe this guy who can protect and can catch the ball, maybe maybe Kyron Williams would fit there. I like that one. Um, Curtis, tell us one more time about this Rotoviz rookie guide and, and thank you so much for joining us over the past two episodes.
2: Oh, it's been my pleasure, guys. Uh always fun to get different perspectives and and hear notes from uh two that I respect so much in this industry like yourselves. You can go to Rotoviz.com and pick up our twenty twenty two RotoViz Fantasy Football Rookie Draft Guide. That's right. It's not a prospect guide. It's not actually a draft guide. It's written for fantasy football, which is pretty cool. Um, We're we're trying to find players that look like other players who have hit for fantasy purposes. This is not a grade of player talent per se. We are really focusing on who's going to score fantasy points in the future. Uh, Just go to rotaviz.com, click on 2022 uh, rookie guide. It's 20 bucks. You get three volumes. Uh, Volume one's already out. Uh, We wrote that actually just after... NFL Declare Day Pass, uh, Volume 2 will come out after the athletic measurements are, are updated from the biggest pro days in the NFL Combine. So that'll drop here in probably about two and a half to three weeks maximum. And then Volume 3 will come out within a couple days after the NFL draft. It'll be adjusted for all the landing spots, for the draft capital, and it's going to be in your inboxes just in time for those Dynasty Rookie drafts. Uh, check it out. If you make a purchase, you also get a coupon code for 15% off a rotoviz.com subscription uh, for 12 months. So, you know, that basically makes it a $10 proposition.
0: Really good stuff from Curtis. Thanks again for joining us and thanks for listening. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.